Hello and welcome to Rules of the Frame. I am your host, Connor Reed, and this is your other host, Riley Hardy. Hello. Yeah. So we're a film podcast. We just finished up with our second animation series, and we're moving on to our film series about ordinary stuff. Ordinary films, ordinary lives. It's just the way it's going to be. But before we get into what that's all about, uh, we have a special announcement uh, we have John Skinner here with us today. Hey, guys. Yeah, so uh, John is no longer a guest on the show, but he is going to be popping in every once in a while and appearing on more episodes and helping out with all the insight and all that sort of stuff, and we're excited to have him on. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to be on. It's just fun having him step in more uh, in a more like every episode sense because he actually was like our first contributor by creating our artwork Way back when, a year and a half ago now or so. Yeah, you guys, have, right. you guys have been seeing a lot of me because all you've been seeing is my art, but now you'll hear some <laughs> of me. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear even more of John back on our Secret of Kells podcast where uh, it's the first time that he, he stepped on audibly. And it's a good one. That's right. Yeah, John has been the only face of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I have a face made for podcasting. you know i was i i used to uh be in theater whenever i was in like elementary school and high school and uh this is uh uh, um, shamefully i was in a version of high school musical whenever i was in high school it was really bad and i played like this (laughs) disc jockey in it for some reason even though he's he's like kind of the narrator of the play for some reason and he's not in the movie at all uh, but I remember like finishing up with one of the performances and this like old dude just comes up to me and he's like, you know, son, you have a great voice and you have a face made for radio. <laughs> Thanks. I-, I love that saying so much that I will say it in situations where it makes no sense. So I'm, <laughs> so I'm glad I get to finally, I finally got to use it in context. In the right, in the right context. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's awesome yeah, Connor, how did you feel in that moment when he said that oh uh, I uh, you know so what, do you, what do you mean by that I didn't really care I mean I was just like it was like just some random guy that just came up to me I've never seen in my life and I've, I never saw him again so I don't really yeah. care I think he was just trying to be funny cause, but then he just walked yeah. away right afterwards yeah the, the thing where you're self deprecating but about someone else and it just turns into bullying <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think, you know, he just got being in high school again, gave him that old high school vibe. So, you know, he just had to you yeah, know, throw back. back. Yeah, exactly. John, we're excited to have your input on our future episodes. And yeah, it's going to be really good. So uh, we'll dig too. into our new series. Um, it's just about ordinary stuff. Like, like I said before, um, we focused a lot of our episodes on just like really big really bombastic films that take place in space or like a fantasy world or you know focus on epics or all of that sort of stuff and even just a lot of the animated films are these grander adventures and we just wanted to kind of rein it in and show the other side of cinema that's more everyday sort of stuff like it's important too and it's it's wonderful filmmaking yeah and i think um you know most moviegoers don't like what what they're looking for in a movie is is uh yeah kind of the like the fantasy genre the science fiction kind of those things that really 
kind of take us out of our normal life. You know, they they go to the movies to see something that's uh, that they can't see in their real life. And so some people might ask, well, like, why would you really like want to make movies about ordinary things? And, you know, what's the point of, of telling a story about just something so simple? And uh, But you can really, you know, when you when you tell a story about normal life, um, it kind of forces you, or at least some of the movies that we're going to talk about, a lot of them uh, will kind of show ordinary life from a certain perspective uh, in a way that you wouldn't, like when you're actually living your life, you don't really um, think about it in in the same way Mm. as some of these movies depict. So that's kind of partly the purpose of it is there's a, it's an opportunity to, uh, to kind of see your normal everyday life that you're used to living, but maybe in a slightly different uh, context or perspective. Um, Yeah. And honestly, some of these are like some of my favorite movies Mm -hmm. and they don't really hold, a lot of them don't really hold to your typical like film structure of um, like, okay, we're, this is the introduction. This, this is the, the rising action and then we're going to get a climax near the end and yeah. just and like the classic be, narrative yeah i mean the classic narrative and, and it works it's it's good for a, a good reason you know it works but um mm-hmm. but it's not the only way like you can you can still tell a story uh and and reject that mm-hmm. format and it can still be interesting and even uh maybe even accomplish certain things better than um than the typical structure would accomplish. So, right. um, so yeah, some of them might, might feel really strange or have, have a strange tone or like a, might feel an odd rhythm, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or pacing, but uh, it's purposeful and it's, mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, and it's good. Artistically, you know, I, I think, you know, a lot of the excitement in people's most cherished movies a lot of times are kind of the classic hero's journey, um, just plot arc, but I think... Um, just artistically these more slice of life movies there's a limit to what epic adventure um, movies can do and and can say about the human condition because most of life is not that way and so when you have a a story that's just about everyday life I think that can there's a lot more power in that uh, and and what it can say about um, what life is because that's is what life is um it's it's closer to what our real uh lived experience is like right and just kind of helps you to appreciate um just the everyday more so and helps you to kind of notice these things or even just notice like quirky little conversations and it's like oh that could have been in like a movie or um just seeing like the overall story of your life or just points in your life where it's like there doesn't have to be a story where it can just be a random series of events and that's totally fine and there's merit in that as well. But uh, I think one of the things I'm most excited about for this series is really showing the complexity of these films. Cause I think a lot of people think whenever you're making just kind of like an everyday film, it's like, Oh, that's just easy to make. And it's not like, it's no uh, harder to make this than to make like an Epic. I mean, there's different challenges involved for both. Like, you know, for epics, it's like, you might be wrangling huge amounts of cast members or you have to go to foreign locations and, Um, And so there's a lot of difficulty in that, but there's difficulty too in um, telling a compelling story whenever you don't have those elements because it's, it's arguably more difficult, right? Because we just kind of pushed audiences to expect these huge grand adventures out of films. And so whenever there's something that's more of a slow burn, it's harder to keep audiences 
you know, their attention and uh, just kind of the rewatchability. And it's like, you know, they're they're probably not going to be as big as box office hits as like a Marvel movie or, you know, something like that. But there's so much merit to it. You have to focus so much more on the dialogue because that's like what's really keeping the story going. Mm-hmm. And it makes cinematography an interesting challenge too, especially if it's like a run- one-room drama or... Um, you know, it's just people walking around a city for an hour and a half. And there's so many different complexities to it. And that's what I'm really excited to just dig into. And it really allows, like, directors to be very creative with their interpretations. It allows it to be, like, more artistic and more uh, experimental in that sort of sense because it is, you know, just a couple people talking or just, like, an everyday event. And how can you make that exciting? How can you make audience members want to watch that? Yeah, if if one of your characters says something weird in a space opera, you can get away with it because it's somewhere, <laughs> some, somewhere, somewhere strange that people, yeah, that that people don't know what to expect, right? Or if, if someone in a in a uh, post office says something weird in your movie <laughs> and, and isn't human in how they talk, and it's it's not has nothing to do with the character, you can't you can't get away with that. Like, it's much harder writing dialogue for everyday life because. Everyday life is something that we all know, and and so when something's off, it it really mm-hmm. it, it right. um it's like a red flag to, to audiences, I think. Right, definitely, and poses an interesting challenge too for like delivery of actors and actresses of like how are they going to make these lines interesting? How are they going to hold up a story just by you know? talking it, it's not always like these huge emotions that they're portraying but it's like how does this dialogue fit into the character what is my character thinking and doing with this and it's a really interesting challenge than just kind of like hamming it up for something or it's like okay you know i know this character's going to cry in this scene but the scenes where there's just like this unexpected delivery of something and you're just amazed by it. it's like those are my favorite moments for actors like whenever they just do something really clever like that that you know you never even thought of and there and there's less glory in it too. Just um, I feel like, you know, talking about blockbusters, talking about audiences. Like, yeah, the money's in in those types of movies, but awards a lot of times are are not in uh, in these types of movies either. Like, there may not be an Oscar at the end of the, at, at the end of the road for you because the historical epic or the the uh, dr- dr- the drama that takes place in really high stakes environments those are the ones that win the award so a lot of times it's it's mm-hmm. it's more um it, there's not as much reward just for the artist you know so it's it's more about just creating good art for its own sake yeah yeah definitely and it can be just as emotional too if not more so like i i super connect to these sorts of films that just kind of you travel along with the character and just kind of study them and you get to know them. And it's a much more intimate, intimate portrait because of that. And it's a fantastic thing. And I think really allows you to flesh out your emotions with it because I know for some people, I mean, I cry super easily in movies, but for some people it's like they're watching an animated movie or like, um, just like a space, you know, epic or something like that. And they're like, Oh, it's weird for me to cry that this alien just died or someone's like, oh, well, this is a drawing, so why am I, like, so sad? And it's, like, pushing that away. And um, But that since there is such a sense of reality to this, I think it can hit home for a lot of people. I think relatability is, is probably the, the biggest thing that these movies are, are bringing to the table. Um, and you can still relate to characters in other genres. And 
uh, and it's it still works fine and it's effective. But there's there's just something there's like an amplified uh, relatability that at least for that's at least my experience when watching these is I can't help but project myself onto the characters um, and see okay would I have made that same decision like as, as they're making these decisions and going through life um, you know would I have done that would I have, like have I been in that position I have been in that position and I made a different decision you know and and so that's something that you don't uh, you don't get super often or it's just yeah you, you get it a lot more with, with these kinds of movies and um, yeah and there's there's just something really satisfying about um, attaching yourself to a character and uh, watching their story on the screen. Right. It just helps you to kind of like imprint yourself on that if there's more like realistic, relatable qualities. Because it's like we all want to be the hero or like the fun sidekick or that sort of thing. But then whenever you there's a main character that has some really good moments, but also some really bad moments and you can relate to both of them. It's just so powerful. Uh mm-hmm. And I mean, like you said, just brings that relatability home and brings yeah. out like real honest emotions with that. John, I think it's also interesting that uh, we're bringing you on for uh, at the start of this series, just because I feel like most of our film conversations are about like, you know, Nolan films or Spielberg or like Kubrick or, you know, just like bigger epic sort of things. So I, I think it'll be interesting, um, you know, just kind of like diving into some of these films together and yeah it'll it'll be fun with that yeah i'm looking forward to it Mm -hmm. and who knows you know we got all sorts of stuff hidden for you and uh yeah i mean we're not just picking modern day films because you know that's not always everyday life for everyone you know so we're trying to get stuff like from around the world like got films from like japan and france and italy and all sorts of stuff like that and some of them may or may not be animated exactly yeah you never know i mean there's all sorts of artistic ways to tell these types of stories and uh yeah i mean they're going to be spanning all throughout you know decades and centuries all that sort of stuff so it's everyday life from any point on Mm -hmm. and uh we'll just announce our first film uh the first film we'll be doing is Ordinary People, directed by Robert Redford from 1980. And that's going to be a really fun one. We're going to have a very special guest on, Claire Warrington, who is really going to weigh in on the whole um, psychological counselor therapist side of things. Uh, That's really her forte. And so it'll be fun kind of breaking down those themes and elements that are in there and seeing, like, how does it really relate to real life? Like, would a therapist actually say or do this sort of thing or all that so i'm i'm pumped for that mm-hmm. yeah it'll be really good i have not seen the film i robert redford is not a director that i've uh studied or, or seen mm-hmm. many of his movies so mm-hmm. i've seen him as an actor right several times but uh uh yeah i'm anxious to see it and see what what his style is like yeah yeah i mean he is really fascinating too of just uh his like humbleness of being in the film industry and how he kind of became this icon and yet he didn't want like the spotlight of that and so I think this is um, really interesting because it's his first film as well so it's a interesting mm. look into what his career will be like and what it has already been at that time because I know John uh, you know two of your favorite movies have Robert Redford in them the, the Natural and The Sting yeah they're really great um, and then even The Sting kind of 
what made me like it so much was that it really uh, almost like played off of the ending of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Yeah. You're expecting that you're mm. expecting that kind of ending again when I watched it at least, and uh, so yeah, I love those movies. Yeah, he's just a good, like, classic actor. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh, keep on the lookout for that. I think that about wraps us up for this episode. As always, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Rules of the Frame. Keep up with us on there. We post all sorts of stuff from trivia to film about films to you know films that we're covering to guests that we're having on all sorts of stuff like that and it's also a good way for you to contact us too if there's a movie you want us to cover or um a series or just want to start a dialogue like please make sure to uh, do that and send us an email or a dm on there uh make sure to rate us on itunes just because that helps to make our show a little bit more visible and we really appreciate that we also appreciate it whenever you guys uh share our posts or just share us and talk about us the other friends because um, we like just getting our name out there and we love it when you guys do that for us. Uh, John, we got to thank you for the artwork and we got to thank Caden Reed and Luke Hogan for the use of the theme song. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.